0: The marvelous surprises that await you, hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's the wall. she's dangerous broadcasters turned rogue podcasters <laughs> it's just a real nice surprise they're back and on demand just press the button see you're on ready or not it's pat and lisa some people without brains do an awful lot of talking don't they yes i guess you're right <laughs> quiet numbskulls i'm broadcasting Wee-haw!
1: dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's and time. We are up off the mat, ready to go another round. It's uh, Peculiar Podcast time. Uh, Lisa Foster, joining me here. My name is... Um,
2: it's right there. No, so turn, stupid. It, turn I, it
1: over. I've got to do more prep. Oh, there it is. Uh, my name is... Tim Iman, no. <laughs> the
2: other side. Oh yeah,
1: Pat Cashman. There you go. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us again. I yeah. I did our sh- our 206 show last week. Uh, the uh, sketch comedy show.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, we. The had, taping. Yes, a taping. We had one of our former radio colleagues, Bob Rivers, as a special guest. Nice. And uh, it was great. And his son is a stand-up comic, who d- was great. He did a really good job. Good. Andrew Rivers. And uh, it, it had a very funny set. But one of the things Bob is doing now that he is uh, not on the radio, and God love him for <laughs> all the years he had to do that. Right. He, he did, we did it for, like, a combined 10 years, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he he was at it for, well, 25 just in this market. Right. Uh, a long time before that. So he's playing keyboards for a, a spinoff band of yeah. Heart called Heart by Heart, and it has two of the original members in it, Steve Fossen, the bass player, and Mike DeRozier, plays the drums, and so those guys, when they were with Heart, they're now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so you got two Rock and Roll Hall of Famers in this group, I I can't remember the the lead singer woman, but she's great, Uh, almost up to Ann, Ann Wilson level. Very
2: nice.
0: Sit
1: They, just, they cover the heart songs, and they, so we tried something on our show we'd never done before. We had live music on stage, and it and the, the people at where we do the show, Fremont Studios, did a stellar job. The place really rocked. It sounded and looked fantastic. Good. And uh, I couldn't have been happier. And then our other guest on another show was a guy called uh, Captain Keith who's one of the captains from Deadliest Catch. Have you ever seen oh. that show?
2: I No, it's not my thing.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's very popular on Discovery oh, Channel. Oh, I know.
2: It's a huge show. It's probably their most popular
1: show. It's and just not my thing. But uh, he turned out to be a really fun guest. Uh, I wrote a, a bit uh, that I wanted Chris to be in where uh, the captain, we had this silly-looking wheel, you know, that, like you'd have on a pirate ship. It's nothing like a real crab boat, but the idea is that they're out at sea and... And Chris is a new hire, as uh, a new deckhand. Oh, and, great! Um, so I, I want him to be kind of mincing, a little sissified, you know, <laughs> captain, you know that kind of guy. And he says, hey, "Captain, um, this is—it's kind of bouncy. This ship. Can we find calmer waters? And also, uh, you know." So he finally says, have you ever actually been on a crab boat before? <laughs> um, no, but I was on a carnival cruise last year. Um, by the way, where's the buffet on this boat? You know, it was like that.
0: And, and Very
1: good. The captain was great. He was, he was a good sport. Um, so you were on your way up here this morning, and you made an observation. You're, we're We're taping this at my house, and uh, Lisa is nice enough to make the... What is it? A forty-five-minute journey to get here? Not even Mm -hmm. that.
2: Not the way I drive. Oh,
1: where? uh, How do you go?
2: Thirty-four minutes. Wow. No, I meant the way I drive, not the route I drive. Okay,
1: because I was thinking (laughs) you must know a shortcut. I don't.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the shortcut is the
1: speedometer. (laughs) So, so you, (laughs) but you spotted something that you wanted to make. Yeah, I've
2: I've driven up here a lot, and um, um, this time I was driving up the main road. What's the main road before the road I turn onto your? <clears throat> it's the big... called
1: the old Snohomish Monroe Highway.
2: Okay. So I'm yeah. on that.
1: It, it it goes from it's called Main Street in Monroe, and then you then it becomes this that.
2: So I'm driving on that and I see a mailbox on this on the side of the road. Where else would a mailbox be? That has a big steel cage over it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like a box, but it's like open weave steel cage. And I know why they put that on there. Yeah. Because
1: so kids with baseball bats t- don't, don't bash come by. it in. Yeah,
2: and so I, that reminds me of when I had my mailbox bashed in. I was absolutely what is that? Why do I don't kids, know what that is? And let me just take a wild guess here that it's boys.
1: It's probably it's boy, boys. Boys with it could bats. Be, I will allow for the possibility that it's a, a couple of uh, roguish nuns that are doing it but yeah middle-aged
2: but, women aren't doing but that but
1: it's probably boys and there might even be fueled by alcohol i don't know i it's always been a mystery to me there's just a gene in some guys that that want to destroy that, that, stuff that want to do vandalism it's yeah. just it's just kind of like hardwired into them
2: and so i've i think i've replaced three my mailbox hasn't been bashed in for years now so maybe those boys left the neighborhood but i I remember replacing my mailbox like three times and trying to figure out what's a and i guess you can buy bash proof Yeah, <laughs> it's not what they're called but bash proof mailboxes and then somebody else had an idea of taking a big mailbox <laughs> And then a littler mailbox that fits inside the big mailbox. Yeah. And then the gap between that
1: with concrete,
2: you fill it with concrete, Mm -hmm. and then you just ring their bell when they when they smash it with the bat.
1: Well, we got our mailbox bashed in uh, in another neighborhood that we lived in, and more than once. And I I replaced it, and then like a day later, it got bashed in again. So I said, okay, that's it. I put up a third mailbox. And then Patty thought I was nuts. I went and I sat down in the weeds next to the mailbox. <laughs> with a gun. With with the base, with, with a baseball bat. <laughs> I don't remember what I had, but I I was gonna catch him in the act.
2: I think an eye for an eye is is probably okay here. And I
1: I sat out in the weeds and it was you know, it was eleven midnight, then gonna be one o'clock and I'm just
2: You sat out there for three yeah. hours. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. You were that mad.
1: I was that mad. And I was determined to catch him um but then all, all of a sudden they didn't come no but what came was a bunch of spiders oh <laughs> so i decided you know what I, I did don't, you bash them i don't need this i'm gonna go in the yeah. house yeah yeah but it never happened again fortunately but we then wound up getting one of those mailboxes like you you describe it's made of metal it's heavy metal and then the real mailbox sits inside of it oh okay so, and they I'm
2: thinking maybe even just a rubber, like we have all these <laughs> leftover tires. Can't they start making mailboxes out of tires?
1: They could, but you want, like you said, you want to ring them. You want to <laughs> ring their <laughs> bell.
2: <laughs> but I'm thinking if you have a rubber mailbox, the bat will bounce off of it and hit them back in the head.
1: That would be even sweeter. That would be sweeter. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, so. So, so that sort of got me to wondering, because you're a boy... And not only are you a boy.
1: Excuse me. I'm, this boy's going to cough. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead, and you can
1: edit it out. You, you can cover that.
2: And you were raised with a bunch of boys. Yep. Um. What sort of did you guys ever vandalize stuff like no. write on walls or nope. bash in windows nope. throw rocks at nope. old abandoned houses? No, nope. we threw
1: dirt clods and stuff, but we don't only do that to each other. We we were not. So you
2: weren't like wrecking other people's. No,
1: no. In fact, I. Stuff. Maybe it's because I went to Catholic school, but I, oh, yeah, that's it's always true. bothered me so much mm. that you can wreck somebody else's pro- property. That just was all, never sat well with yeah, me. Yeah, good. It's not the worst crime in the world, but it, you know, this isn't your stuff. Well, how dare you wreck it? Yeah, why, I don't why, remember. Why are you doing that?
2: I don't remember wrecking any anybody's stuff either. I would wreck my own stuff. Like I would cut up my clothes to make crafts, <laughs> which drove my mother crazy. I was bored. I was a, I was an only child, and I lived out in the country. And if it was raining, you had really nothing to do inside.
1: Did you did you raise animals? I mean, when you live out in the country, do you mean a farm?
2: No, no. I just mean we were poor, so we lived out in a shack in the country. Um, but eventually, we did raise dogs because we had a, a kennel. But oh. but I do remember as a young girl, five, six, seven, before all that, I would get bored and want to make stuff and make crafts and. Eat you know we didn't have anything so i'd cut up and go oh i haven't worn these old shorts don't fit anymore and i'd take the scissors to them and cut them up and make a doll out of them that rich
0: yeah. guy you've been seeing must have
1: put you down so welcome back baby to the post side of town now that i'm thinking about it one of my one of my brothers was not not a vandal but he was a we had a terrible temper for one thing, but he was also kind of a troublemaker, and he would uh, he do stuff that would yeah he he would he would do stuff, um, so my, my he would drive my my parents nuts because he he would do stuff that we wouldn't do the rest of us wouldn't do like what um, well the worst thing he ever did and he kept this secret for oh boy thirty five years I'd say forty years we went to catholic school as did he he's in the 7th grade
2: so that's 13
1: yeah 12 13 yeah and he um <clears throat> he's very angry at the nun who was his nun teacher
2: you can't be angry at the nun teacher can and you she
1: she scolded him about something or made him stay after class for some reason or whatever he, he, all he remembers is that he was furious at her and he was determined to exact some sort of revenge.
2: Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I know. That's pretty wait, bold.
1: Wait till you hear what, what he did.
2: That's pretty bold. Are you sitting down? He didn't kill her, did he?
1: <clears throat> no, no. <laughs> um, and keep this in mind. He kept this secret for decades, and he finally decided to tell us, because the old school that we all went to school in is now a... Um, a tavern. It's it's a place you can go and have beer, you can have you know bar food and there's even uh you can even stay there. They're, they 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 turned the old classrooms into rooms that you can stay in now.
2: Um I somebody else told me about this. What's the <clears throat> name of it? It's very cool. There's I, a
1: whole series of uh these kinds of places. Yeah, I think
2: uh, Dave Tavers are our, our IT yeah, co- the, consult The, the name the is
1: McMinnamins.
2: That's right. Dave, and, yeah.
1: and it's a it's some brothers, I believe. That that's very cool. They're they, they like doing it, something in Bothell, taking an old building there. I and think
2: that's a fantastic idea. They do it
1: up around the Northwest everywhere. And so they turned our old school, St. Francis of Assisi School, into um, this, this, place, this place, this public uh, tavern where you can go. And they, they have a movie theater there. You can sit and watch movies. They have a swimming pool. It, it's, it's really quite fabulous. And they brew their own beer in there too. <clears throat> so, but that was that's now. Back then, my brother is in, and I won't say which one. But my brother is in the seventh grade, mm-hmm. and he um, he's furious at the nun for some reason. And and so it's recess time, and, it's, and so everybody goes out of the classroom. They're on their way outside to the playground. The nun goes out with them because that's part of her purview is to watch over the kids when they're out having recess. My brother goes out with everybody else, but then he ducks into the bathroom. And then once the coast is clear, he steals his way back into the classroom. To, I, and To I,
2: do what?
1: I almost hesitate to tell you what he did.
2: Oh, it, was it like he put a frog in her dress well, that, that sounds
1: so sweet and cute and harmless.
2: Did he put a pine cone on her seat or a thumbtack?
1: No, think, did of, he, the, he, think did of something far worse. Like
2: what? Like a boil the... <clears throat> is this... We're talking <clears throat> boiling a bunny level? D- terrible?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: Really? Yeah. He boiled the bunny? Oh, my God.
1: Here's what he did. He... Uh, <laughs> He said, "I remember I did have a huge breakfast oh, I had his no. biggest breakfast I could have so i'll I'll get right to it He opens her desk is at the front of the classroom he opens the lower drawer of her desk <gasps> drops trowel no and lays he, lays a steamer in there he
2: pooped in her desk yep,
1: oh, yep. My God. he did <laughs>
2: well, I got you uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. you thought I didn't see you enough didn't you uh, uh-huh. Uh, you try to sneak not uh-huh, uh, That me you know what is you me. Just,
1: then he hiked that's his pretty pants, good. He hiked his pants. He closed the drawer. That's pretty hiked good. Hiked his pants back up. And then out he went to recess.
2: Oh my god. How did he keep it together during class? Did
1: she- I don't know. So I said to him later, I said, how uh, think? what if someone had walked in when you were in the middle of that act? What Did you think that? He said, I didn't think that far ahead. I was so mad. I was so focused on what I was going to do.
2: Plus, he's a boy, and we all know the frontal cortex yeah. thing isn't even happening for you guys at that age. <laughs> still, so, is,
1: still isn't. Um,
2: wow. <laughs> yeah, that's was, pretty bold. It was and,
1: spectacular. So we're sitting in this McMinimins now, and he's saying, i got to tell you guys. A story that happened. He I mean,
2: never even confessed it to you guys back then. No,
1: never. Was he was sure he would get caught. Yeah. And so he and ne- killed. But because he was such a troublemaker, uh, the nun couldn't prove anything. I mean, they probably could have said, DNA. "Okay, who had corn nuts for breakfast?" <laughs> you know, but they couldn't prove anything.
2: <laughs> they didn't have DNA kits back and, then. And he wasn't
1: going to cop to it. And she's and so he just wow. You know, he just he just refused to. Uh, but I and but I know about, I know she must have figured if there's a number one suspect here it's got to be him.
2: And think about Got to be that
1: Cashman s- kid.
2: Sister Rosalie or whoever she was. Think of how many times she told that story throughout her life That's as well. I've
1: never thought about that. Man. Oh
2: my gosh. Yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah. yeah. She'll,
2: she's, she she's you know could be 100 years old, yeah. you
1: know. I got to tell you a story you wouldn't believe it.
0: I had the I, worst kids in my
1: class. I opened my drawer and the steam just about took all the wrinkles out of my habit. <laughs> but it's the worst that, could happen. that is really horrible. It is horrible. It's the most horrible it's thing. horrible. And I just said. Why did you do that? Why do you, how do you even think of that?
2: Because that is the worst thing when you're upset and you feel slighted and you feel betrayed and angry and hurt, that's where you go. You think of the worst possible thing. What would make what would really damage her in, in oh, a way that would He
1: thought of a doozy, that's for yeah, sure. Or exactly, a dookie, yeah. yeah. So
2: yeah, that's on on bunny boiling level I, right and there. And I have
1: to tell you, I have to tell you that <laughs> all of my other brothers and I have a at a grudging admiration for him Him just having having the cojones to do it in the first
2: place. I wouldn't call them cojones. I would just call that insanity. (laughs) It's a big difference.
1: Well there isn't a lot of difference between the brain and the cojones on a boy, like you said. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. But he kept that secret all those years. Yeah, and uh, you know, so it just was kind of his deal. You know, he was always my dad. Got himself a, a police scanner back in the day. You know, you could buy you mm-hmm. can buy them and you could have them next. He would have it next to his chair when he was watching TV, just to hear what was going on. And we just said, "What? what why do you have the police scanner there, Dad? Yeah. Says, I just want to, I just want to hear when his name comes oh. up." Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of
2: that.
1: Just lets me <laughs> know a, to, good, you know what he's up to. It's
2: a good idea. It's yeah. like having a baby monitor for your teenager. Yeah.
1: Most all the stuff that he did is, you know, was would be nothing now. He, you know, he got right. the kid caught drinking. He didn't have smoking weed. You know, and all the stuff that yeah. it, people are mostly over with now. But yeah. Back then it was a big deal. And the thing I thought about was my mom, who was. Well, my dad, too, but especially my my mom. She was so fervently Catholic uh, that it was off the charts.
2: That would have probably killed her. It would have killed her. We'd have had to
1: move out of town. Right. Somehow that that, that she got that call. Hello, Mrs. Cashman. Yeah. Yes. This is Bob Swenson here at uh, the school (laughs) and the uh, uh, acting principal here right now. But it would have been actually a nun that called her up.
2: Hey, no, Gosh, you when... know what? It would have been the Pope that called <clears throat> yeah, her. Yeah,
1: might as well have been. She would have been so humiliated that I—I I swear, uh, she would have said to my dad, "We got to move out of town. We got to get as you know, far or, away from this." Or here.
2: let's just send our son to God right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> send him to the penitentiary.
2: <laughs> uh, the two. Did you ever get in trouble in school? I mean, not yeah, not but, at not that level. But did you? Were you ever in the principal's office a lot?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I went there a lot. Well, For
2: what? Goofing around?
1: It's goofing around. I bet
2: it's just being a goof off in class. Did you? Ever...
1: How about you? Did you get in trouble?
2: Uh, no, I never got in trouble. I only got some... really
1: you. Shut
2: up! What does that mean? Well,
1: I mean you're just sort of a firebrand. I would. I think am you'd a be little getting... bit of a firebrand, but I
2: also am very f- afraid of breaking the rules. So I'm a firebrand when I know I can get away with it. I will say that I can. I will break the rules when I know I can get away with it. But there's, there's a in mus- school. I always follow the rules. I don't want to. I don't want to get want to get, well, get into that. There's a certain
1: that. kind of pressure that comes when you're an only child, too, right? I, would think. That I can't blame that, it on anybody. The spotlight else. is glaring right exactly. on you. Exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah, I, I, I could can... never steal cookies. I could never. None of that. There was no. Who did this? Well, I don't know. I guess it was me. Yeah. I did it.
1: I'd get in trouble for. That, does this sound bad to you? I uh, we, we would have these writing. Ass- I remember it was the sixth grade, and and we'd have these writing assignments. And they'd she, the nun would say something, I want you guys to write about the craziest vacation you ever went on, or whatever it was. And so and then everybody would write one. And then she would look at them, and, and there would be like three or four that she would say, you know, Steve, uh, Mary, I'd like you to come up and read yours. Because they were that good. She would hand select those she liked the best. And mine always made the cut, because it, it would always be funny. So... <laughs> I, it, it's interesting. I would went up there one time. I remember, and I had not written one. She just assumed I had. She didn't ask to look at him in advance, so she said, "Pat, let's see what you came up with." Because I'd always delivered before, but this time I didn't remember to write it or whatever. So rather than say, "I didn't write anything, sister." I went up there with a blank piece of paper, and I just started making stuff That's awesome. And I was getting a lot of laughs. Your
2: first lesson in improv.
1: It was improv. Nice. And and my only mistake was that, you know, like 10 minutes go by, and I'm still on one piece of paper. There can't possibly be that much on one piece of paper. So she kind of walks up behind me and looks and sees that it's a blank piece of paper and you can sit down, Pat. That's right. Okay,
2: sister. Very good. Yeah.
1: Well, so, and then the other thing we got in trouble for in the sixth grade was, another guy and I were doing a uh, some kind of skit. We were asked to do skits, and I played the part of a woman. And of course, I my mom let me wear one of her dresses, and I put uh, oh, no. two balloons up <laughs> to, to to simulate breasts.
2: Uh-huh, which uh-huh. is actually what they look like nowadays, uh-huh. if and you that look at some of
1: the breasts. That wasn't today. the problem, but the punchline of our bit was the problem where the other guy takes out a pin and pops both of my golden bozos. The nun was furious at us, and we didn't understand why. We couldn't get it. We didn't know what. What's wrong about that?
2: No. so what is wrong? What, what did she see? I mean... Well, I don't
1: know. But I mean, she just thought that was to be beyond... mad, I,
2: I would have been mad way before when you had big balloons stuffed up your shirt. Why would she get mad at popping them? I would think she'd be delighted that they were gone.
1: Well, I don't know. But that's the, that was the thing that got us in trouble. The popping of them.
2: So you had to go to the principal's office mm-hmm. and explain yourself. Yeah. And, All right. So you asked me if I'd ever been... I, I had been to the principal's office once my entire school career.
1: Oh, so it, there was a time.
2: There was a time. But this is dumb because I don't even know, and I was confused at the time, too, um, why I was being sent to the principal's office. I was in the second grade, so when I'm seven <clears throat> or eight, innocent, young, girls and boys are friends, right? Girls and boys are friends because there's still nothing happening there, right?
1: Well, speak for yourself. <sighs> I was pretty much of a Lothario in the second grade. Well,
2: not in, in my school. Yeah.
1: No, I'm just kidding. You're friends. You well, run around. A, no, you're just friends. You run around in the fact, playground. Boys probably mostly consider g- girls icky. Yeah. Yeah.
2: For the most part. Yeah. And we would consider boys kind of icky, too. Don't Don't sure. think you own the boys own that.
1: No. And but then I there's remember- a weird time when you're about in the seventh grade and the girls are <laughs> twice your height. Yeah. Yeah, that's intimidating. <clears throat>
2: So I was playing with one of my boy boy friends right out on and we were I remember we were out in the field it was recess and I don't know we were goofing around like kids do right you know pushing each other wrestling having fun laughing he ends up on the ground and I end up <laughs> sitting on top of him yeah astride tickling mm-hmm. him and he's squirming and laughing and all of a sudden a teacher i remember this very vividly comes up and says both of you right now to the principal's office and i'm like what did we do what what did we do well that was the first time i realized that it's it's inappropriate to sit on to sit on a, a guy a boy like that which i don't do anymore by the way i learned my lesson <laughs> I learned my lesson, but I was mortified, and I don't remember exactly well, how the principal said it. But, but he said, "You, yeah. you are, you cannot, <clears throat> you can't jump on boys like that anymore."
1: <laughs> it probably just left you completely confused. I was completely confused. And there was they,
2: nothing sexual about it. There they was can't nothing. Expo-
1: if they can't explain it to you, then they they shouldn't.
2: Well, they ma- scold maybe you they about it. did, but I mean, it's probably not their place to tell me about the birds and the bees at that point, right? And why you shouldn't sit on top of a boy's. Area like that Because he has a wiener Down there you got to be careful Of those
0: things
1: Sitt- Sitting on the saddle horn Yeah
0: I'm sitting On top Of the world
2: I'm rolling along Yes, rolling
1: be doing that.
2: But I was just completely confused. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they called my mother. I was going to
1: say, what did your mom I tell I don't you? think
2: they called my mother. I think it was just to get to the principal's office and stop sitting on that thing. Yeah. And God, it was just odd. And it just—it still sticks with me today. And that was like a hundred years ago. And yeah. it still sticks with funny? me. And
0: I'm on top of world. I'm rolling along. Rolling along.
1: I remember uh, when I was in grade school, there was a girl named Mary Ritter, and she was... uh, I'm
2: amazed that you can
1: remember her name. Oh, I remember her very well, because she was uh, a fairly good-sized Holstein on the hoof.
2: What does that mean? Uh, Oh, okay. I
1: mean, she was a large She was a large girl, girl. okay.
2: Like Honey Boo Boo.
1: Yeah. Have you seen
2: Honey Boo Boo lately? Maybe
1: not that attractive. Oh, Yeah.
2: Oh, oh, Honey Boo Boo is not really that cute. Okay, I get what you're saying.
1: No, I I haven't seen Honey Boo Boo. I thought Honey Boo Boo had gone away completely. No,
2: she has gone away, but now she's back in the news because the doctors, all the doctors, the doctors on TV are having a heyday about how obese she is. And is that what you meant by heifer on the hook? Yeah, yeah. Well, kind of. She
1: she was stout. Okay. Okay. She was cherubic.
2: And how old is she? What Uh, grade was this?
1: this Fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere in there. You know. That's about. But Mary Ritter, for some reason, decided that she really liked me.
2: I almost did a spit take with my Bloody Mary. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I bet you were so cute.
1: Now, typically. She was
2: crushing on you bad, huh? Literally. Wow.
1: When you're a kid, you can't wait to hear those magic words, it's time for recess. (laughs) But in my case, they were the most dreaded words because I remember I just was running around the entire recess. Trying to get away from Mary, she, she kept running after me, and I'm just looking to the nuns or somebody. Is anybody watching this? Help me, somebody!
2: And they're probably thinking, "Look how much fun those two are having! It's yeah, exactly. so cute."
1: And she just—I was terrified of her, and I just was she kept, trying to kiss you? Yeah, I guess <gasps> I don't know. Oh, and she was just—I think trying to sit on me or something. I so I just remember just uh, recess just being a a, a, mo- a time of horror for me i could not stop running i mean i probably got in really good shape because i ran <laughs> the whole time I said, hey,
0: come running to me oh, come running
2: Did she ever catch you ever?
1: I don't remember. Whatever
2: happened to her?
1: Uh, she um, was in the uh, Olympics, I believe. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, the sprints. In She's 19- now a
2: Victoria's Secret
1: supermodel. I, you know, I'm. I, it's possible, but I, I really think it improbable. Yeah, but, you should have uh, let her catch you. Yeah, I remember. Uh, she was
2: probably a lovely girl.
1: Though there's a lot of love, the girls very that are sweet. not that don't seem very attractive when you're in, in high school or whatever. Then you come to a class reunion and you go oh, my goodness, this can't be that same person.
2: Yeah, that ugly duckling face. And then then
1: the reverse is true as well, so there is some Mm -hmm. karma to it. Uh, The hot babe everybody lusted after comes, and she weighs 700 pounds now. Yeah. uh, You know, it's... And she has
2: no teeth. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I know. Well, the no teeth part isn't the bad part. (laughs) The only other story I'll I'll mention is that when I was in high school, uh, a group of us, one other guy in particular, we would do what we called the the, the high school was called uh Bend High School. Yeah, that was that was the only high school in Bend, Oregon. So our radio station, a fake radio station was K B H S for Bend High School. And it was really just us going on the intercom system. It wasn't really a radio station. And so we would pre record Stuff in my bedroom the night before we would do little skits we would do fake commercials and we'd make announcements about hey the big uh, Homecoming dance is coming up uh, This uh, next weekend of course. I won't be going but uh, I <laughs> hope you'll go and it was stuff like that and then we do fake commercials so one day The guy that is doing this with me who was kind of way more hip and sophisticated than I was He decided hey, I got an idea for a fake commercial and so he voices it. And it goes like this there was a teacher named mister Brewstrom. Every class had what they called red registration room and you'd go to these different classrooms and basically they'd make they just you'd sit there until make everybody was accounted for. Then you'd go on to, every your, day? to your next class. Every day. Oh, okay. So there are all these different classrooms and since the, there's a captive audience there. There's a speaker in every classroom, and so you, we would do our, you know, our r- fake radio show through that. It's usually about five minutes long, something like that.
2: That's so, how long our radio show should have been.
1: Yeah, well, it seems like it was. <laughs> um, so, you know I'm making a, a long story this longer, have longer a, than it this needs. This better
2: have a good payoff.
1: Uh, no, it doesn't really. But, <laughs> but so here's here. This was his commercial. Mr. Brewstrom <laughs> is one of the teachers in these reg- registration rooms. And he happens to be um, prematurely bald, which, of course, to a kid, that just sounds hilarious. <laughs> so of course so the commercial goes something like this. Oh, no. We'll be right back after this commercial timeout. Are you bald? <laughs> That's right, bald. Yep, I'm talking to you, Brewstrom. Oh. And then it goes on from there. So we think, wow. we're think thinking, ah, isn't that clever? And that, by, when as soon as our little radio show's over, the principal is standing at the door, and he yanks us both by the ears, and in we go to his office, and he just excoriates us. He said, you little punks, you think you come in here and humiliate one of our, my faculty mm-hmm. like that. You little jerks, you wow. smart-ass little, he was really furious at us. Oh. I thought, oh my God, he's going to throw us out of school for two years. Did you
2: get it, though? Did you?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I should have known. I had the instinct that, I don't know if this is a good idea, but my other friend talked me into it because <laughs> I was such a yeah. mealy-mouthed idiot. <laughs> and so we got in huge trouble. But for his part, Mr. Brewstrom, uh, we had to go apologize to him. And he said, oh, no big deal, you guys. I know you were just kidding around. It's all right. I like your I like your little radio show. It's good. Keep doing it. Oh yeah. that was very nice. She's so very classy. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice of him. But that was the closest I ever came to getting suspended from school.
2: I never got suspended.
1: Did you want to be?
2: Yeah. Yeah. A couple of, times. Nice. A well, couple you, of times.
1: You mentioned a moment ago about uh doctors.
2: Uh, well, yeah, I was talking about Honey Boo boo's been in the news lately because of her 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 and all these not only these regular doctors but all these show doctors were weighing in and I wasn't paying too much attention to it because but uh uh but I know um, It's time for a little
1: fact check here because yeah. uh it it uh real world doctors they must watch these shows Yeah, and I'm they sure must have they do. an opinion about them and they do and it is said that less than a third of what is dispensed on those shows and this is these are facts less than a third of it can be backed up by even modest medical evidence,
2: does that surprise? That does not surprise me. That does not surprise me in the least. Does that surprise you? It's a, it's TV. Yeah. Well, you're
1: right. I, I, it's I've, like
2: people who read the Enquirer and go, "Oh, did you see this in the Enquirer?" No, it's, it's, it's entertainment.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, but it's not, it's not uh, treated differently than, than I, I know. And so it, the, that line, that blurry line, and. Brian Williams has certainly discovered that uh, recently. But here's the deal, ne- it is said nearly 4 in 10 of the assertions made on, on any show, particularly the Dr. Oz show, mm-hmm. appear to have been made on the basis of any evidence at all. Yeah. The researchers who fact-checked this guy, Dr., is his name Mamet Oz? Yes,
2: Mamet Oz, I and, I believe And they were
1: able to find legitimate studies related to 11% of the recommendations made on the show, But in those cases, the recommendations ran counter to medical literature.
2: Yeah. So a lot
1: of what he's doing, he's dispensing. Yes. And you know why? Because. Ratings. Yeah. He's ratings and he's getting kickbacks from a lot of these uh, medicines that he's recommending. Yeah.
2: And this isn't new. He was in trouble last year uh, for uh, a weight loss scam um, that he was recommending on his show. He actually appeared. In front of a congressional jury or the Senate or something yeah, he that's had to, right. he had to answer to some of these you're allegations right he testified so this is, on
1: Capitol Hill yeah there's nothing right.
2: new here, and yeah it's a shame because for me i will watch those shows occasionally but i and and
1: there's one called the Doctors the Doctors too. I
2: yeah. watch that one occasionally, and you're right you you think that there's some sort of that they there's no <laughs> way they would be allowed to go on the air without somebody checking what they're saying, um but at the same time, I realize it's a television show. And I'm not really, you know, Bob and Betty Beer can are probably buying this all, all over, all, all over the place.
1: Yeah, I guess it, it wouldn't bother me except that he, they're dispensing medical advice here, and right. people may be making decisions uh, based on what they thought was good advice, and it, it could be deleterious. It could, heck, it could even kill somebody if, in the extreme, I suppose. Now, this guy's not a schlub. A Dr. Oz. He's an accomplished cardiac surgeon. Mm-hmm. He's got degrees from two Ivy League universities. So he, he's not an actor pretending to be a doctor. He's a real doctor and apparently a really good one. But a lot of people say his show is little more than an hour-long infomercial right. for, for weight-loss fads like mm-hmm. green coffee bean extract. That's and what it was, yeah. A lot of and, and that's where why he had to go to Capitol Hill because right. a, a spokesman... Uh, for the Center for Inquiry, accused him of selling snake oil.
2: Yeah,
1: and uh, this is—they get a lot of ra- a lot it's... of ra- ratings, like you said, for this show. A lot of people are completely buying everything that they hear on there.
2: And what's surprising <clears throat> to me is that they must have a, a, a gold mine. <laughs> they must have a gold mine of things that they can actually do a real show about. There's so many maladies that we have. That, that you would think that they would, you know, be able to to pull from stuff that's real and do a real show that's got real, that's got valuable content. So you have to wonder, it might not be all his fault. He, he isn't the one producing the show. He's not answering to, you know, the, the producers uh, and, and the executive directors and all those other people that have their fingers in this little entertainment pie of his. I know. And so I... I I don't know that we can blame them completely but still as the talent I would want to say gee I have a problem with this if so this is what you want me to do Yeah I don't know that he's ever said
1: that maybe well, he
2: doesn't maybe he doesn't care I don't all know All
1: of all of this makes you ask ask the question whether you should expect medical talk shows to provide
2: but wait More than minute. just
1: entertainment.
2: Well, Bo- and wait a minute, though. But well, look at all the um, other talk shows we have. Doctor Phil, who's dispensing, you know, therapy of I
1: Now, Lisa, <laughs> what you got to remember right. is that that the reason that fellow feels that way is because of the way you treated him. <laughs>
2: My favorite Dr. Phyllis. How's that working for you?
1: Yeah, how's that working for you? He is very good. He's, he's really in, good. He's entertaining. And, he's very and good. And I saw him on Letterman a few weeks ago. Uh, and Letterman really opened up, and I, I thought, this isn't even funny. He's giving him some real advice. Letterman was frustrated because he he wants to do the right thing as a dad with his kid who's now... Getting to be 11 or something like that. What's going on with his kid? Nothing in particular. He just uh, He's just so afraid he's going to screw it up. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't... And, and, and he does he, he's frustrated. He doesn't... I, I don't want to do the wrong thing for him or give him the wrong experience. Uh, he but just, you're going to. He's so into being this you're kid's gonna. dad. You're going to.
2: That's part of what being a parent is, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Inevitably, you're gonna is. You're going to screw up uh, enormously. Yeah. People always... Ask me, and they'll say stuff like, "Well, are you working with your son Chris on the TV show? God, that, that's neat. How, huh? how do you get? How did? How did you, as raising him? How did you get him to be such a good, such a good guy, kid? He is and, a good guy, and he is a good guy. He's a great. But guy. he had his moments. Well, he did. But, but the point is, I can't take any credit for really how he turned out.
2: Why not? Other
1: than that, I didn't say here's here's some drugs. Go take them.
2: Why not? He, he children learn <laughs> by what they see. And, I, I know,
1: but I mean, I, I you couldn't, and you he, can't give somebody a manual. It's just, no, I know, but it,
2: you can take credit because of the person you are, and I the can, and the character you have, and the way you live your life and treat the people in it. I don't know why you can't take credit for that. Well, that's what we teach our children. It's not sitting down and saying here's a manual. It's about showing them, this is how we do it, and we screw up all the time. You know, I have nieces that are very that are young. They're you know eight, thirteen, and fourteen, and yeah i mean i've probably said some things that didn't i shouldn't have said or but they i I love them very much and i try to show them the right way to do things yeah when I, i can i
1: always wonder what they the kids now adults really thought think about me as a dad i mean i would take them out fishing and i'd say okay now here's how you do you take the pole like this and you cast like this and then the 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 hook winds up on a tree branch, and I slip and slide, and I fall in the water. And, and that really happened. I mean, stuff like that all the time. Do they think, he's a nice guy, but God, what a buffoon. He really is Pro-
2: a, probably he's really a dork. Probably, but that's all right. doesn't make you any less lovable.
1: Yeah. So they'll just say, yep, that guy, he's a chip off the old buffoon. Hi,
0: honey. It's me. He says there's nothing really wrong with me. I'm just missing my man. So honey, please.